Hey, everybody, welcome to a very special episode of Random Chatter. This is episode number 400. Yay! Wow. Where's yeah. the fanfare? I thought there'd be You like... are the fanfare, Lou. That was you were supposed to clap or, or, or something. Yeah. No, every time we have a milestone like this, we point out that this is not actually the 400th episode of Random Chatter because there have been many iterations, and early on we numbered it by the date instead of an actual incremental number. So this is probably more like, I don't know, 550, something like that. But that's it's, it's still a heck of an accomplishment. And, and you know, I, I wasn't around for all of it, but I'm very happy to have been around for a good part of it. For We're happy to have you here. How many years now? Four, I don't know. Five, five years. It feels like the two of you have always been mm. here, even though that's not the case, but it feels that way. <laughs> There's been a lot of different iterations of this over the there years. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Random Chatter has been a podcast since 2005. <laughs> we have listeners I remember, I remember who were not alive this. when this started. I was. Yeah, we know. I figured I'd beat you to the punch there, Eric. Yeah, yeah, kind of <laughs> stealing my thunder there, Lou. Thanks. Yeah, you're welcome. See, who said you can't teach an old dog new tricks? Uh, <laughs> see, I still got it in there somewhere. Yeah, Random Cheddar's been around since uh, 2005, which means we're quickly coming up on the 20th anniversary. So who who are all the hosts that have been on this show, like multiple episodes? Oh, really? Um, so I started it as a solo thing. Then I brought in Jeff and Brian, uh, two high school friends of mine. <clears throat> um, then we brought in uh, Andrew and Morgan, and they did uh, some shows for a while. That was actually when we started Movie Chatter the first time around, too. So that would have been 2006, maybe? Um, maybe 2007. And, uh, let's see, we had, uh, Ned was on the show for a while. My ex was on the show very briefly. Um, Lou, you, yep. Nathan think, was more lost chatter. Right. As was at um, one point, Brian, Jay and I were doing it kind of ourselves Jay, for a while. Yep. Jay Shepard. Um, my gosh, we've had. A lot of people. And that's not the network people. That's just people who were on like a flagship show. And I feel like off the top of my head, there are some people I'm forgetting. And that makes me feel really, really bad. <laughs> um, I'm going to have to go we, back. We, and we had Lizzie. Look, uh, Lizzie was on Random Chatter yep. itself. Yeah. For, for a while. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Back in uh, 2017. Um, yeah. We, we had a hiatus for a while back after it started. Um, I went to do a podcast for theforce.net and then left that and then came back to that as uh the force cast uh, right yeah, we, we for that. That. that was when jay and i were doing it by ourselves for a while yeah you two were just doing yep. random chatter and i was focusing Maybe just on the year Forcecast. or so we did that yeah 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 so it's been around for a while um and we've had ups we've had downs we've had lots of subscribers we've had some hiatuses and stuff where we lost some of our subscribers and then you know rebuilt and we uh I, I have some plans for this year. I need to talk to you guys about it, actually, now that I've... We, we've gotten some feedback and some <laughs> suggestions on okay. ways to increase our viewer base, and I, I think some of that sounds a lot of fun. I think we've got a good year coming up in 2023, so... Good. Pretty good. happy about that. 
And uh, in this episode, what we're going to do is we're going to take a look back at 2022. Each year, we like to look back at the highlights from the year prior. And sadly, I didn't come up with this until kind of the last minute. But I thought, why don't we ask our listeners to chime in and tell us what they thought of 2022? What were their picks? So we did something a little different this year. Right about the time they announced the Academy Award nominations, and we've dabbled with our own awards in the past, but we we thought, well, why don't we just create a Google form and let people vote? So we came up with some nominees based on what stood out over the past year to us, and we tried to remain objective. And uh, I know I threw in things in here that I didn't like at all. Same. But, you know, try to be fair. I I know that some people did like some of the things. So we wanted to include as much as we could. Some of these nomination categories had a lot of entries in it, too. So what we did, we weighted the results. Rather than voting for the best pick, you got a first, second, and third pick. First picks were worth five, second place were worth three, and third place were worth one. So. That is how we have arrived at the results. We are going to go through the results. This is going to be a long episode. I'm going to warn you in advance. There is uh, a lot to cover. There are definitely some things that are going to warrant some brief discussions and commentary. So be prepared. You might want to break this up into a few different listening sessions. We don't mind. We're not going to be offended if you don't binge it all at once. (laughs) But with that said, we are going to jump right in here. And uh, we're going to go over the results. I uh, just finished tallying these up just before the recording. So uh, I have the numbers, but I don't have them organized in order here. So somebody, we won't mention Lou's name, but somebody got their vote in like right at the last minute. (laughs) So, but we wanted to include everybody who got their votes and that was very important to us. So Uh, best film, we broke it up into, yeah, there were a lot of options for this. So we did a separate category for best film for superhero, best film for sci-fi, and then best film that is not a superhero or sci-fi movie. So for those that were not superhero or sci-fi, we have Ambulance, Blonde, Bullet Train, Death on the Nile, Enola Holmes 2, Everything All at Once, Glass Onion, The Gray Man, The Lost City, Me Time, The Menu, Pinocchio, the Guillermo del Toro one, not the Disney one. See how they run. Spiderhead, Spirited, Top Gun, Maverick, The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent, Uncharted, and Woman King. Of those, the number one, so let's, let's do it backwards here. Number three was Everything All at Once at 15. Which we've not yet seen. Yes. Mm, I've I've yet to see that. I have not seen it either. I'm going to see if I can share my window out here to to Tim and Lou. Because that's the other thing, too. Tim and Lou have not gotten to see the results of this. This is so recent. The numbers just came in. They have not gotten these yet at all. Yeah, we we might as well go home, Tim. Maybe Eric can do a show by himself. Oh, that's no fun. (laughs) Please, please don't do that. Number two was my first pick, and that is Glass Onion. That got 34 points, more than twice Mm -hmm. as much as everything all at once. And the number one pick 
Top Gun Maverick at 39. Woo! That, that was my vote as well. Was that it? was my vote as well, yep. Yeah, yeah. I, and, I guess. Glass Onion was my second. Glass Onion was really good. Yeah. I don't know. A lot of these others, they were good, but to me, they just didn't stand out that much. So. All right. Um, Tim, why don't you take the next category then? Best sci-fi film. All right. So best sci-fi film. Uh, the, the nominees uh, are The Adam Project, Don't Worry Darling, Jurassic World Dominion, Nope, and Prey. Uh, so this one was interesting. Um, we actually have two that are tied for second place. Hmm. Uh, that is uh, the Adam Project and Jurassic World Dominion. Okay. Um, yeah, tied. I, I liked both, and in fact, I think that I think my vote. I voted for the number one one, and I believe Dominion was my second, and Adam Project was my third. Okay. Uh, and then the number one movie, uh, best sci-fi film, is Prey. Hmm. Love it. Fun. I still have not seen Prey. Oh, it's fantastic. Really? Aliens. It, yeah. Aliens are great. I mean, it's good. I wouldn't Probably say it's fantastic. It was, it was on my top three, but it wasn't my number one. But it, it was very, very good. I will say that Prey got um, more number one picks, and then the Adam Project got second number of number one picks Jurassic world dominion uh, tied as a result of everybody voting second and third choice for it. I thought, sure. don't worry, darling was really good. I think that it slipped under people's that. radars. I've not seen that. Yeah. I thought it was quite good. Uh, Florence Pugh from black widow mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. in Hawkeye. Yeah, it was pretty good. All right, Lou, you want to take best superhero film? Sure. Uh, the nominees for this category were the Batman. Black Adam, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, Thor, Love and Thunder, and Werewolf by Night. I wasn't sure why that was in there as a superhero film, but okay. Well, it wasn't um, a TV series, and we weren't quite sure where to put it, and I had to include <laughs> I get, yeah, it I as it. one of the nominees for yeah. Worst Thing Ever, but we didn't have like a Worst Thing Ever category, <laughs> wow. so. Wow. So, uh, it's a once again. Feature. Yeah. This category has a, a pair of films tied for second and third. Uh, so we had Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, and Doctor Strange, The Multiverse of Madness were tied for that number two spot. Um, and the number one film was The Batman. So it was the latest iteration of Batman uh, on screen. This was with, um, oh, what's his name? Um, you can Twilight tell guy. Lou voted number one for it. Uh, it, it was in my top three. It wasn't my number one. Pattinson. Pattinson. Pattinson, yes. Yeah. But, yeah. Tim, um, you, you look very bemused. Oh, because I got through I I'll tell you, I was so very much looking forward to the Batman. I was very excited about it. Um I got through I did not see it in the theater. I saw it streaming. I saw the first half hour of it and I said, This is absolute garbage. I'm out. Wow. I, I thought it was terrible. I liked it. Um really. I, mean, I, I did. I got through the whole thing. Yeah. I didn't think it was horrible, but you know, it was good. Yeah, I didn't yeah, think it was, I, so I, I, thought... I was severely disappointed. And 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 I know people there's going to be people listening to this who are going to say, "Well, Tim, you're the Marvel guy." So, of course you said Batman's the Batman <laughs> sucked. <laughs> no. I 
thoroughly enjoy Batman movies and probably the superhero movies that got me into superhero movies were the Batman movies. Yeah. I mean, yeah, there was the okay. Superman movies before that, but eh, we don't talk about they those. were they were okay. Uh but boy, I'll tell you, you know, and 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 I'm not just the movies, but even the old school cheesy uh original TV series of Batman I thought was entertaining. Ugh. I thought it was it was Ugh. it was fun. You liked um, that and you didn't like this. <laughs> Wow. So, you know, I, I just, yeah, I was disappointed by this. Here's what I liked about it. I liked the fact that it had kind of a noir feel to it. And I liked that it was more about kind of the detective work and the investigating side of it. What I did not like was I thought it had a weak antagonist. And I thought the climax of the film, like the, the final kind of cl- climactic moment was a little bit weak, but I thought the movie leading up to that, I thought it was really good. And I think Robert Pattinson did surprisingly well as Batman. Yeah. I would argue he's one of the better Batmans. I didn't think I'd be saying that, but I don't know. No, I think he did, did fine as Batman. Um, yeah. But yeah, the movie overall wasn't exceptional, but it was definitely better than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. All right. Well, that leads us to our favorite film overall. This is from all of the different categories. Um, nothing in here isn't something that was, wasn't already listed as a nomination. So just going with the winners here in third place, we had Dr. Strange and the Multiverse of Mad. I'm sorry. I messed that up. That's fourth place. Glass Onion and Dr. Strange were fifth and fourth, respectively. Black Panther Wakanda Forever was third. The Batman was number two and Top Gun Maverick ahead by one point as the winner. Hmm. Favorite film of the year. Nice. Now, the worst film. I apologize because on my original draft for this, I had Thor Love and Thunder on this list. And somehow, when the forum went out, Thor Love and Thunder was not on here. So I want to give an honorary... (laughs) I could have sworn that I said, because I would have voted for it. I, I want to give an honorary shout out huh. to Thor Love and Thunder as the absolute, if not the worst film, then at least the biggest disappointment. I'm not too upset about it because some of the films on here, people just didn't see because they were so bad. And some of these well, were that's really, the, yeah, that's, really, that's the really issue bad. with this category is, you know, sometimes you just don't see it because you know, it's going to be bad, right? <laughs> And so that's why I also included Thor Love and Thunder. When we get to the very, very end of this, we've got our biggest surprises and our biggest disappointments. Spoiler alert, Thor Love and Thunder, one of my biggest disappointments. But worst film, we've got The Batman, Black Adam, Me Time, Morbius, The Monsters. This is the um, um, remake by uh, Rob Zombie. Rob Zombie. One, right? Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Pinocchio, the Disney version this time. Samaritan with uh, Sylvester Stallone. Troll, the unbearable weight of massive talent with Nick Cage. And I had to put in Werewolf by Night. Werewolf by Night, by the way, got no votes because it was not the worst. Sadly. I don't see why Eric thinks it's so bad. It, it, I don't either. It's I mean, so it wasn't bad. fantastic. It's but it so was, bad. It was, it was good. It was, no. it was fine. It, it was nothing wrong with it. It was nothing great, but 
It wasn't yeah. even good enough to make me angry at how bad it was. It was just utterly says irrelevant. You. Says you. So utterly irrelevant. The, the, for, for the listeners to know here, uh, a l- little behind the scenes thing. Excuse me. So Eric set all this up. He set up the categories and he populated probably 90% of the content that was in here. And so then we, uh, uh, Lou and Carrie and I had an opportunity to kind of make a pass through it to see if there was anything that we wanted to add to it. Yes. I was not Uh, trying to run it. I was trying to pre-populate it with things I would expect you guys would add and then say, listen, please go in and fill any blanks in. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it was, um, yeah. So there, there were, you know, new people involved in this. And I, I think I was the first to uh, contribute any when, when Eric first posted it for us. And, of course, he had Werewolf by Night included in the worst film list, but he did not have the Batman. I included the Batman, and other people voted for the Batman. Uh, along with me, um, there, there were other people. So just putting That's that out true. there. That Yeah. There were others that have the same opinion. You, yeah, you again, are correct. No one voted for Werewolf by Night. I, I will say this: one person voted for the Batman. Yeah, but it was, it was worth five points. Yes, it was their oh. first place for worst film. Oh, okay. Well, that was my vote then. Yes. So, and that's okay. <laughs> that's okay. That's exactly why I sent it out to you guys and so said, I "Hey, the only one. Add, <laughs> add your choices." Yeah, but that's okay. Because I can get why. Listen, I've talked to other people who hated that movie. So you're not alone. I mean, there's no movie ever made that everybody likes. No. Not even Deadpool. No. I, you know. All right. Worst film for 2022. The Munsters came in in third place. I could not. I, I read about it. I tried to watch some of it. I rarely don't finish at least half of a movie before quitting it. I I couldn't get through like hardly any of it. It was so bad. Second place was Pinocchio, the Disney version. And then first place for the worst film this year, Morbius. Hmm, okay. What a Which, mess. I, I will say Morbius was not good, but I didn't dislike it. I did. So oh, much, I know you did so much. I was not the only you've, one. You've, you've, you've come on Guardians and expressed your your extreme dissatisfaction with Sony in in Morbius. Morbius so, yeah. and Pinocchio were tied for the most first place votes, and Morbius uh, swept it with second place votes. So even if you voted mm. for something else as your first pick, you were also throwing Morbius in. So, mm. <laughs> all right, Lou, why don't you take um, best? or favorite new show. So I want to point out this means not necessarily the best. It could be one that you don't think was the best show, but it was your favorite show. So people had some flexibility for the shows and how they voted. This is for non-superhero, non-sci-fi, non-fantasy, just the best of what's left. Okay. So we run through what we had on our list here. So you can get a kind of feeling for what we had to, to choose from. Um, 1899, The After Party, The Bear, Blockbuster, Echo 3, The Endgame, The English, Inventing Anna, 
Our flag means death. Pam and Tommy. The patient. Reacher. The terminal list. And now I can't read the list Sorry. because Derek's playing with the. <laughs> Go ahead. I forgot I'm sharing uh, my screen. Treason and welcome to, to Rexham. Um, so before we guess you go into what's on there, did anything strike you guys as, oh, I remember seeing that, but it didn't really make an impact on me. Because I, I had that, when I was going through this list myself, a couple of things on here, I was like, oh, oh my God, that was new. I forgot about that one. Um, so for me, like the end game, which I thought was a pretty good show, but I totally forgot about it. And then I found better things I liked. But um, did either one of you guys find stuff on this list that were like, oh, yeah, that was a new show this year? But it didn't make a huge impact on you? I, I didn't. Um, of the things, and I saw most of the things on the list, um, they were all reasonably memorable to me. So I, I think there's some really good selections on here. Um, something like the end game, I, I, I did kind of have to have that little, oh, yeah, wow, that was like beginning of the year mm. um, kind of release. But, uh, yeah, you know, once I sat down and thought, thought it through, I, I pretty easily picked my top three. Okay. Yeah, this was... I don't know. There weren't a lot that I really felt were that strong. And the point spread was kind of spread out on this uh, quite a bit. But um, yeah, I I'm I agree with what Tim just said. I think that uh, there were a few that really stood out. And for me, a lot of them were just kind of there. I think the stronger shows were in some of the other categories. Okay. Well, the top three in this category um, looks like we have Our Flag Means Death coming in with 11 votes. Uh, the Terminal List, uh, 16 votes. And by far, the overall winner in this category was Reacher with 34. And was Reacher a really was a very show. strong show, yeah. Yeah. Um, I was... Oh, uh, no, small, small correction. Pam and Tommy was actually third. Oh. Oh, yep. It, well. I'm it sorry. won yeah, by, by yeah. one vote, yeah. I, I can't do math, so I'm paying. No, that's all right. Star flag means death was fourth, then Pam and Tommy, then the terminal list, then Reacher. The one I was surprised about that didn't get many votes on here was Inventing Anna. Um, not our normal fare for for our listeners and, and us and ourselves, but I thought it was a very well put together show. I think it was too. I think it's a hard show to vote as a favorite, though. And I feel like a lot of times, unless something stands out, is just like flawlessly crafted. If you give people the option of voting for the best or their favorite, they're probably going to lean toward picking their favorite instead. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. I was not that surprised that it didn't get very many votes. Maybe that it got so few. But it was a good show. But Reacher, I think Reacher kind of came out of nowhere and surprised me. And with an actor that I only knew from Titans. Another DC show on HBO Max. Uh, I was a little nervous about it because I didn't think the actor was really going to be able to carry the show, and he did. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was good. All right, Tim, take it away. All right, so uh, next category here, best or favorite new sci-fi show. Uh, nominees for this are Andor, The Book of Boba Fett, Halo, Obi-Wan Kenobi, and Star Trek Strange New Worlds. Um, very interesting spread on this, uh, third place, Star, Star Trek, Strange New Worlds, second place, Obi-Wan Kenobi, and first place is Andor. Andor swept this. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Hugely. Yeah. I mean, Kenobi was a strong second, 
but Andor was just, you know, considerably ahead. Yeah, I have to say um, Andor surprised me at how good it was. But I, I think Strange New Worlds also surprised me, too. I was not expecting it to become my favorite of the new Star Trek shows. I think it's pretty good. Yeah, it was a very strong uh, new show. Uh, I was surprised that Halo didn't get more votes. Yeah, I, I still haven't finished Halo. Oh. I've talked like to a lot that. of people that got about halfway through it like I did, and then it just kind of faded out for them. Mm. That's too bad. Yeah, that kind of is. All right, next up, best or favorite new sci-fi show, not for space, but here on Earth in the near future. So these would be techno thrillers, things like that. So the nominees were In From the Cold, The Peripheral, Resident Evil, Severance, and The Time Traveler's Wife. Now, of those, Resident Evil came in third place. Sorry, everybody. Not coming back for season two. Yeah. That's the, a bummer. Yeah. I'm glad I didn't start it, because then I'd be upset. The Peripheral came in at number two. I was surprised at how good this was, and I probably shouldn't have been because it came from Jonathan Nolan and the showrunners from Westworld and was written by William Gibson. So a lot of creative pedigree there. And then number one by almost twice as many, actually by more than twice as many points was Severance. And that makes sense to me. Severance was a very strong show. I yeah, think one of the best. Yeah, of the it really year. was. I will say the in mm -hmm. from the cold was another one that flew under a lot of people's radar and was, I thought really good. Kind of like a modern cold war kind of thriller show. Um, I was surprised by it. Tim, I think you're the one maybe who pointed that one out to me. Uh, might've been, but I thought it was really good. Anyhow, moving along best or new, uh, best or favorite new superhero show. Tim, why don't you take that? Yeah. Um, so just uh, uh, four in this, uh, we had Peacemaker, Moon Knight, Ms. Marvel, and She-Hulk, Attorney at Law. Uh, top three in this. Number three, uh, very close, was Ms. Marvel. Number two, Peacemaker. And number one was Moon Knight. Yeah. Fun fact, even though Moon Knight is my favorite character, I did not vote for Moon Knight in first place in this. Really? Well, I know you didn't really? vote for Peacemaker. Yeah. So what did you vote? <laughs> no, I definitely didn't vote for Peacemaker. Um, Moon Knight was second for me. Um, the storytelling in Ms. Marvel was perfect. Hmm. And Moon Knight, I wanted more Moon Knight. They, they built a great story, but I just wanted more Moon Knight. That's fair. That's fair. Lou, what did you vote number one in that one? Um, I took uh, Moon Knight as number one. Uh, I think it, uh, She Hulk was my number two. Miss Marvel is number three. Um, didn't see Peacemaker. Had no desire to see it. Um, and Miss Marvel really didn't resonate with me as well as I was hoping it was going to. Okay. It was told really well. It just didn't resonate with me. My number one pick, Timmy. You sitting down for this? Yep. He knows what's coming to my number one pick for this was Peacemaker, uh, which shocked me, but 
I really liked that series. I hated the premise of it when they announced it. I actually got kind of pissed off because I could think of a billion other things I wanted them to produce. And instead, not only were they going to produce a spinoff of that film, which I thought was a really good film too, the suicide squad, but they were going to take like the worst, most unlikable character from it by an actor that I'm not even convinced can act and then make a series from it. And I thought it was great. I love that series. I've rewatched it probably three times now. Really? Yeah. Wow. I'm telling you it's yes. That's that's high praise. You don't like John Cena. And you know what? The first episode is even like, I watched the first episode and I'm like, okay, this it's better than I thought, but I, I still don't care for it that much. I'll give it one more. The second episode hooked me. The first episode was okay. But I'm telling you, Peacemaker, very underrated, very good series. Very violent, very grown-up, definitely not for kids, Mm. but uh, James Gunn at his best. Very good. Yeah, and I'll tell you, I I was torn with it because I really do like James Gunn, um, but... Yeah, I just can't. Uh, I I can't with John Cena. I know, I know. I I don't so. blame you. I can't fault you for that. But I can say, you can tell that James Gunn had his hands all over this. So, anyway, moving on. Lou, you want to pick uh, the top four best favorite new fantasy show? Sure, sure. Uh, category here um, was was not something of my normal fair at least for myself for fantasy but um we had the house of the dragon which was the spinoff from uh, game of thrones uh interview with the vampire lord of the rings rings of power the sandman wednesday willow and then right out of the category was the witcher blood origin hmm. um I, i'm kind of surprised that this was where it was but uh house of dragon was number one with 41 points um I don't think it was as strong as Game of Thrones myself personally, and I'm kind of surprised where it's at there. But um, Rings of Power came in number two, and Wednesday came in number three. Wednesday was you know late in the year, fresh in everybody's minds, and I think it was way better than everybody thought it was going to be. I agree. Um, yeah, I'm kind of surprised it wasn't topping this category. But I mean, um, when you're going up against Game of Thrones and Lord of the Rings as franchises. Mm-hmm. It's really hard. And to be fair, Wednesday and the Rings of Power were only a point away from each other, and Rings of Power was only two points away from House of the Dragon. True. They're very close. Yeah. This, is very close clo- this may be the closest category of any of them. I mean, Interview of the Vampire, I don't think it had a lot of press. I, I It was on my radar, but I kind of dropped off quickly because I, I forgot about it. Yeah. Um, the Sam interview tells me is amazing. I have not watched it yet. I still have to finish it, but so far, while it's not my kind of show, it is amazing. It is really, okay. really well done. Very well done. So. All right. Next up, best or favorite returning show. And again, this is not superhero, sci-fi, or fantasy. We have BattleBots, which I can only assume that Tim threw in here. Which, <laughs> Thank you, Tim, because it's a great show. And if you're not watching it, you should be because it's a great show. Uh, So BattleBots, Dead to Me, The Flight Attendant, Mythic Quest, 
Only Murders in the Building, Ozark, and SWAT. Of those, third place was Mythic Quest, one of my personal favorites. Second place was Ozark for its fourth and final season. And then the number one show was Only Murders in the Building. Best returning show of the year. Another one so is still well to finish. Have you guys both finished it? I have. No, I have not. Okay. Tim, was it as strong as the first season at the end? Uh, you know, at the end, maybe not. Um, but that's okay because I think the, the season overall was super strong. They told a great story. It, it had enough continuation from the first season, but it still also became its own, its own thing. Um, I think the only the the difference at, at least in terms of the end is that with the first season, of course, they didn't know they were going to get a second season, so right. they were pushing hard. And so I think that's why they left this super super big um, cliffhanger there. And what we got at the end of the second season wasn't as strong, but still still interesting. Um, I mean, I, you know, very compelling to watch the third season. Okay. All right. So that was non-superhero, non-sci-fi, non-fantasy. What was the best or favorite returning sci-fi show this year, Tim? Uh, so nominees for this were Avenue 5, Doctor Who, Inside Job, The Orville, Resident Alien, Star Trek Discovery, Star Trek Picard, Upload, and Westworld. And our top three. Uh, were Westworld, Star Trek Picard, and winning the category, the Orville, which I know pains Eric. Wait, did you do your math wrong there, Tim? How so? You said the Orville won oh. the category? Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I did do my math wrong. Uh, Westworld is third, the Orville is second, Star Trek Picard is first. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah. So that's the good news for me numbers, then, right? Which I think pains Eric even more. Yeah. So the other one. <laughs> spoiler alert, Tim, I disliked this season of Picard more than I disliked what I've seen so far of the season of the Orville. I was not a fan of this season of Picard at all. I thought that the first season was good. Um, this last kind of throwback to the fourth Star Trek movie going back in time and all that, I thought it was, it was just rough. That was the one this season, right? Am I remembering it correctly? Yeah. Don't know. I did not watch it. Lou's nodding. So yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um, yeah, not a big fan of the Orville, but honestly, I don't think doctor who was that strong this year. Um, Avenue five was good, but it's just not that it's a fun show. I recommend it, but it's not a strong show. And yeah, Discovery was it, okay. Mm. I mean, Resident Alien, I thought it was really good. I'm sure I wish that I got more, more votes than I did. I probably would have voted up, for it. I'm just not caught up. Right. It, upload, I think we all recognize it as a decent show, but mm-hmm. didn't yeah. do very well here. Yeah, the second season wasn't um, very strong on it. I mean, I thought Westworld was the highest of these myself. Me too. Um, it, and it's it's been canceled by HBO, but picked up by somebody else now, too. So it's 
Well, no, but to be clear, though, I think the show has ended and somebody else has picked up the streaming rights to the existing episodes. Oh, I thought they're continuing. I don't think no. I don't think they're continuing production. HBO sold off a lot of its own properties and it's going to Tubi and uh, who else? Roku or something. Mm. Okay. Nope. Sadly, I think Westworld is is now over. Um, okay, Lou, I think you're up best or favorite returning superhero show. Well, this one's pretty easy because there's only four things in the category and we have top three winners. So <laughs> true. Uh, <laughs> Which one didn't win? Uh, the Umbrella Academy did not win. Oh, <laughs> 15 well. votes. Uh, Titans got 18. Uh, sorry. Harley Quinn got 17 votes for third place. Titans got 18 votes for second place. And the boys got 44 votes for, uh, the best returning superhero show. Have you guys both watched IMB. the boys? I'm behind on the voice, so I haven't seen this current season. Okay. I yeah, I'm I've I've watched the the first few episodes of it. I've not didn't continue. Okay. Um The Umbrella Academy was much better this season than the previous season. I think season three was good, season two was kind of crappy. Um but yeah, these numbers don't surprise me that much. Harley Quinn got picked up for yet another season, I think another two seasons. Um, but with a new showrunner. Which I actually have to catch up on this uh, most recent season. I really like super enjoyed what they did with Harley Quinn for those first couple seasons. Yeah. Um, I just finished really, the finale. Really enjoyed it. So good. It's good. Yeah. So. All right. Best or favorite returning fantasy show. I typically don't get into fantasy that much. And I don't know that there were really strong contenders this year in this category. As indicated by the fact that everybody seemed to vote for Stranger Things, which swept the category. The other nominations were What We Do in the Shadows, which was second place, The Witcher in third place, followed by His Dark Materials, and C. Now we get to the best or favorite show overall. And like with the movies, this is a very, very long list. So we're just going to hit the top notable Picks here. Um, only murders in the building did not make the top three. Nor did Severance. They both tied for fourth place. Mm. Yeah, I was kind of hoping Severance would do a little bit better, but Obi Wan Kenobi got third place. Stranger Things barely squeaked ahead with one point, and then the number one favorite show this year was Andor by a lot. Good call. A lot, <laughs> like uh. Almost four times as many votes. In fact, exactly four times as many votes mm. as second place. I, I really wish Severance had done better in this category because it, it's unique. You know, it's not the same old fare we get in a lot of shows. It's it's something totally unique that that was very well done. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, it's underrated. Good. All right, Tim, you are up. What was the worst show or worst shows of 2022? All right, the nominees in this category, uh, Book of Boba Fett, Guardians of Justice, The Orville, The Pentraveri? No. The Pentaveret. That was the one with uh, Mike Myers playing multiple different roles. uh, The Illuminati... All that kind of thing. It was a comedy. Oh, oh okay. Uh, the Santa Clauses and Willow. Um, 
Third place in this uh, in the voting was the Guardians of Justice, which I did not see. It was Willow, so bad, <laughs> which I also did not see. And the Santa Clauses, we watched the first episode and never turned it on again. Wait, what? <laughs> I thought that you were all excited about that. Oh, I was very excited about it. I loved the first two of the three movies. Uh, the third movie, I did not like at all. But I was really excited that they were bringing people back for this. And this was going to be great. It would become this, you know, Christmas classic show. And now the first episode was an absolute and utter train wreck. Really? And folks, I manage disasters. I know what train wrecks look like. <laughs> Very true. Wow. That, that surprises me. Okay. Huh. Well, uh, I voted Guardians of Justice, I think, is the worst. And my apologies to my fellow um, random chatter fans out there, because uh, apparently other people also watched it. And I, I can just <laughs> imagine the trauma they must have gone through and, and the therapy afterwards. Wow. Um, it was so undescribably bad. It was like a high school project, but with really professional production value not good but like there was some money and they wasted it uh moving on to people uh lou give us the favorite female lead performers in film okay so in this category we had um uh, we'll just go through the winners here i guess really tied for third place um we had letitia wright Shuri from Black Panther and Michelle Yeoh uh, from Everything All at Once um, with 22 points. We had uh, Florence Pugh, uh, Alice from Don't Worry Darling, mm-hmm. and then I don't know how to pronounce this one, uh, Danai Guerrero. Danai Guerrero. Danai Guerrero. Thank yeah. you. Close. Um, from Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. So a lot of strong females in that, in that movie. I mean, I'm, I'm not surprised there was two of them here in the top three. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I we still have to see everything all at once. Uh, it's it's something we definitely intend on seeing. We've heard obviously incredible things yeah, about it, self included. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think my uh, my top in this uh, was also deny um, for Okoye, uh, then Letitia Wright for Shuri, and then I had the lone vote vote for Anna de Armas for uh, playing Marilyn Monroe in Blonde, which mm. I thought she did an incredible job of. She did. I almost picked that, except I didn't get all the way through the movie and had kind of a hard time with it. But my issues were with the movie, not with her. Mm-hmm. She did an incredible job. So, in, in in fact, in hindsight, I probably should have voted for her. I think she deserved it. But I think my top pick was Florence Pugh. But. And I really like Anya Taylor-Joy. Um, she just wasn't as up front in in the menu, which was fine. I, I think her her role served the story well, um, and she obviously was a a, a lead, but just you know, yeah, there were other characters that that mm-hmm. overshadowed her. She 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 was a means to an end. It is tough because she was so good in Queen's Gambit that oh my know, gosh, yes, incredibly good. 
I have to say, there were a couple of shows that I had to go look up on IMDb while I was making this list to say, did they come out in 2022 or the end of 2021? Mm. Mm. And there were a couple These of last things. couple of years were a real blur. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's getting better as things start to return to normal a little bit. I actually got out to the theater this week to see the new Shyamalan oh. movie. Oh, very good. forward to talking about that. But for now, let's move on to favorite male lead performance in a film. We have Benedict Cumberbatch as Stephen Strange in Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Brad Pitt as Ladybug in Bullet Train. Daniel Craig as Benoit Blanc in Glass Onion. Robert Pattinson as Batman in The Batman. Ryan Gosling as Six in The Gray Man. Tom Cruise as Maverick in Top Gun Maverick. And Tom Holland as Nathan Drake in Uncharted. Third place goes to Robert Pattinson for Batman. Second place, Benedict Cumberbatch as Doctor Strange. And first place, Daniel Craig as Glass Onion. I have to say I was a little surprised. I would have expected that um, there were a lot of points during this when I was worried that Marvel and or Star Wars would end up sweeping things just because of our audience demographic. Sure. Um, But I was pleasantly surprised to see Daniel Craig win for Glass Onion in this. I think Glass Onion was a a great movie. I would argue it's better than the first movie knives out, which I also really liked. So yeah, I, I'm pretty happy with how that turned out. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Um, Lou, I'm going to throw this back to you just to torture you because you did so well pronouncing Denai Guerrero's name. We're going to let you do female Supporting Eric, Eric, performance from a film. Eric, why, why, why don't you just have me do it? So yeah, I'm, I'm going to pass it off to Tim. You're so generous, Tim. Okay. Yeah, because he's, he's my stunt double anyway, so... That's yeah. true. <laughs> that is true. But he doesn't get hazardous duty pay. No, no. Oh, well. Not, Take not, it away, Tim. this job. <laughs> uh, favorite female supporting performance for film. Nominees are Angela Bassett, playing, playing Queen Ramonda in Black Panther Wakanda Forever. Dominique Thorne playing Riri in Black Panther Wakanda Forever. Lapita Nyong'o playing Nakia in Black Panther Wakanda Forever. Uh, Suarez Ronan uh, playing Constable Stalker and See How They Run. And Sochil Gomez playing America Chavez in Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. That was really close. Uh, yeah. So the uh, number uh, third, taking third in this, is Sochil Gomez. Uh, second in this is Lupita Nyong'o, and first, uh, very deserving, deservingly, Angela Bassett playing Queen Ramonda from Black Panther: Wakanda Forever. I don't understand this one. Here's why. I I am excited on behalf of Angela Bassett for the nominations. That, not this stuff, but like the real world nominations that she's gotten. Not the random. Congratulations on being nominated on the random on the chatter. random chatter awards. <laughs> the what now? Yeah, no, I mean for real. Like congratulations to her, and she is an amazing actress. I I don't. I I guess she her performance in this didn't stand out to me above the other performances. They were all good performances, and I don't understand. Like me, I've only seen it once. Maybe I just need to rewatch it. I'm willing to have my mind changed on it. 
I'm, I'm open to that, but I don't think that she necessarily in this role, in this movie outperformed the other outstanding roles and performances by the others in it. I, you know, the, the thing about obviously all the Marvel movies is they put together an incredible slate of characters. The ones that they do in Wakanda forever seem to be even more powerful. And they did this in the first movie and this second movie. I think the the cast fueled by the story in this second film was like magnified out there. Um, and it, you know, the unfortunate side is that it was without Chadwick Boseman, but so much of the story was actually about him, um, and, and, and about, uh, um, King to, to, to Chala. Um, but Angela Bassett, I think she, she was, she shined above a lot of the others, just the, I mean, she gave it everything. Um, you had someone who was, you know. A, a, a broken mother, not just from losing her son, but, you know, presumably uh, not too far in the movie, she loses her daughter um, in, in a way. And, uh, you know, just this this kind of tragedy and she's trying to hold everything together, but she's also bound by tradition and she's also grieving, but she's still a leader and all this stuff. And then, you know, the big culmination of her character, I, I think she just sold it. I, I, I thought it was fantastic. Hmm. Okay. I mean, that's all very valid. Uh, like I said, I might I have to just rewatch it and maybe kind of look at it from that perspective. So. All right. Lou favorite male supporting performance in a film. Okay. In this category, we had Benedict Wong, uh, Benedict Wong, Wong from Dr. Strange and multiverse of madness, Jeffrey Wright, Lieutenant James Gordon from the Batman. Did Russell you pronounce Crow? that wrong? What's that? It's Jeffrey Wright. What did I say? Jeffrey Wright. <laughs> Wrong. It's not Jeffrey there, Wright. There wasn't the Jeffrey correct Wright. emphasis on. You, no. you had the W in Wright a little yeah. bit too silent. You I am. To... I am. I am too old to put with your. Russell Crowe is Zeus in Love uh, Thor: Love and Thunder, and uh, Winston Duke as. Oh, how do you press that? Baku. 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 Yes. Baku. Uh, from Black Panther: Wakanda Forever. Um, sadly, Russell Crowe did not get many votes for Thor. Love and you know, sad about that. Uh, he got one third place vote. <laughs> I think it was a pity vote. Yeah, it probably was a pity vote. <laughs> so it's not, um, in uh, third place, actually what? the pity what? vote came from me because, uh, <laughs> because I wasn't going to rate the Batman. So, but yeah. Jeffrey Wright did really well at it. Oh, I believe he did. I love Jeffrey Wright. Yeah. I, he's a fantastic. I mean, he's a top he's actor. For me. I think he's phenomenal. Yes. I, you know, yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Sorry. Go ahead. Winston Duke uh, in third place for Black <laughs> Panther uh, kind of forever. We had Benedict Wong in uh, second place with, uh, for his role in Dr. Strange and Multiverse of Madness. And coming in that number one was Jeffrey Wright. Did I pronounce that correctly this time? Right. A little right. bit more inflection right. on the W. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah, okay. No, 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 no. Uh, that's that too much. Practice <laughs> more. <laughs> All right. You know, I got to say, looking back at the, the previous one, I did want to point out, I think um, Sorshi Ronan was so good in See How They Run. In fact, I think I might have voted her number one. 
So if you haven't seen See How They Run, go see it. Good movie. All right. Favorite cameo from a film. So in short, we have basically all of the Illuminati that appeared in Doctor Strange, the Multiverse of Madness. (laughs) So that's uh, Black Bolt, Captain Carter, Reed Richards, uh, a different Captain Marvel, and Patrick Stewart as Charles Xavier. Val Kilmer in Top Gun Maverick, which I'll be honest, I almost forgot to put in the list. And then at the last minute, oh yeah, I should throw that in. Uh, Hugh Grant in Glass Onion and Kevin Bacon as himself in the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special. So of those, looking over the numbers here to make sure I did the math correctly, I did. Kevin Bacon did not make the top three, just barely missing it. Val Kilmer comes in in third place for Top Gun Maverick. John Krasinski. John Krasinski comes in third place. Did I do that wrong? I did. Yes. I pulled it, Tim. John Krasinski <laughs> was in third place. It's, Val Kilmer was it's in It's pronounced place. Jeffrey Wright. Is it? <laughs> I'll write that down. Val Kilmer in second place and Haley Atwell as Captain Carter in first place. I am very, very happy about that. It's a, it's, it's a good list. Good outcome. Um, I, I think somewhere, uh, well, I did not vote for Val Kilmer. I voted for Patrick Stewart. Yes. Um, but, I, but those were well. my top three, but maybe not in that order, but yeah. Mine were Haley, John Krasinski and Patrick Stewart. Yeah. I will always vote for Haley Atwell if it's on a best of list for anything because Haley Atwell. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm aware of that with you. All the reason I need. <laughs> so. Tim, favorite lead performance in a TV show by female? Uh, Britt Lower or uh, playing Helly in Severance. Emma Darcy playing Rihanna Targaryen, House of Dragon. Evan Rachel Wood playing Dolores Abernathy in Westworld. Iman Vellani playing Ms. Marvel in Ms. Marvel. Jenny Ortega playing Wednesday Adams in Wednesday. Julia Garner playing Ada Chlumsky in Inventing Anna. Lily James playing Pam Anderson and Pam and Tommy. Molly Alcock playing Rihanna Targaryen in House of Dragon. And Tatiana Maslany playing Jennifer Walters in She-Hulk Attorney at Law. Um, we have, uh, let's see our top three here. Number three, Emma Darcy playing Rihanna Targaryen in House of Dragon. Second place, uh, these were close between first and second. Second place is Iman Vellani playing Ms. Marvel. And uh, first place, Jenny Ortega playing Wednesday Adams. I'm okay with that. Me too. I think yeah. she did a phenomenal job in that role. Yeah. I, and I, again, I had no aspirations of liking the show going into it. And I binged, I think, half of it the first time I sat down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, this is really, really good. So. Yeah. That's another show I started a second viewing of. Um, I was shocked at how good it was. Um, I think Iman, excuse me, I think Iman Vellani definitely deserves um, an award for her job as Miss Marvel. As for House of the Dragon, of the two um, Rhaenyra Targaryens, I liked Molly Alcock better, the younger one. I think her performance was more impressive than the older Rhaenyra. I, I agree. 
I, I agree, especially given the 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 weighty things that a such a young actress had to deal with. Yeah. Um, I I, I thought she did really well, and um, I'm both performances were great. They were, but it was kind of a okay. We went from this like super super impressive young lady to a pretty impressive uh slightly older young lady um but yeah it was it was i i, I was more impressed with the younger version yeah and uh you know props to tatiana maslani for uh she hulk yeah honorable mention really for well. her um great voted for um and uh yeah i i love what she did with jennifer walters is that the first time we've seen her in a kind of comedic role Yes, I think I was surprised by that. I'm like the first time I saw her in it, at least, and I'm like, she did really well. I mean, I'm not used to seeing her in a comedy esque role, but she did really well with it. Yeah, if I recall some of the interviews, she was talking about that very point um, that she she welcomed the opportunity to do something more comedic because everything she had done had been very serious. So yeah, and she was so I mean, she's very very natural in the comedic role. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. and I know that. Uh, um, uh, I wanted to call him Bruce. Um, oh, good gosh. Uh, Hulk actor. Mark Ruffalo. Mark Ruffalo. Thank you. I, Bruce was stuck in my head for obvious reasons. I was going to uh, ask our resident Marvel guy, but. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Mark Ruffalo was uh, very, very complimentary um, of her mm, in, yeah. in a lot of things that he was saying in terms of her comedic timing and he said just, you know, working with her was fantastic. And obviously a lot of the challenges associated with the very heavy special effects that, that go into something like that. Yeah. That makes sense. All right. Uh, what are we on to now? Favorite male lead performance? I think Lou. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Uh, we have, uh, Adam Scott playing Mark in Severance. We have Diego Luna playing Cassie and Andor in Andor. Ewan McGregor playing Obi-Wan Kenobi in Obi-Wan Kenobi. Uh, Jason Bateman playing Marty Bird in Ozark. Uh, Jason Momoa in C. Uh, Jeffrey Wright. Did I pronounce it right this time? Yes. Close enough. Job. We'll let it go. Uh, Paper Low in Westworld. Um, John Cena playing Peacemaker in Peacemaker. Oscar yes. Isaac playing Mark Spencer in Moon Knight. Um, Reese Darby playing Steve Bonnet in Our Flag Means Death. Sebastian Stan playing Tommy Lee and Pam and Tommy. Steve Carroll playing Dr. Alan Strauss in The Patient. And um, Tom Sturbridge uh, playing Dream and Sandman. Coming in in third place, we had Oscar Isaac playing Mark Spencer in Moon Knight. In second place, we had Ewan McGregor playing Obi-Wan Kenobi in Obi-Wan Kenobi. And leading everything by a pretty wide margin was Diego Luna playing Cassie Andor in Andor. Yeah. Not surprising because I think Andor is so well loved, mm-hmm. but there were some other strong performances here. <clears throat> yeah, I didn't see a lot of these, um, but I mean, Mark Scott I thought was fantastic in Severance. Um, Jason Bateman in Ozark was again fantastic. Jason his Bateman role. in Ozark is one of the best performances in anything that I've seen mm-hmm. in years. He's just so good in that role and that character is so good. Mm-hmm. Definitely, I, yeah. It's an underrated show. I think. Yeah. My voting in this was flipped. Um, I had to give it to Oscar Isaac. Um, not only is Moon Knight, my favorite character ever, but Oscar Isaac played 
five characters in this movie. True. Um, you know, keep, keep that in mind. I mean, he, he, we, we have him cited for Mark Spencer, who's, who's the, uh, or Mark Spector rather, who is the, uh, the, the main oh, yeah, character in this. Um, but he had also Stephen Grant. Uh, he had Moon Knight. He had Mr. Knight. And at the very end, he had, he had Jake Lockley. Um, and mm. the way that he played each one of them, and most especially the, the Mark Spector, Stephen Grant, thing just because of the 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 constant conflict that they had throughout and then the camaraderie as it came out for them that's what weighed me more heavily i said okay you know diego luna awesome he did fantastic in this love the character love the actor just it works perfect um and obviously we've seen him before same thing same exact formula for you and mcgregor i'm like no i oscar isaac i i no disrespect to the others he worked harder I agree. Yeah, I think I think you're right. Um, two other shout outs I want to make. Uh, Steve Carell in The Patient was amazing. Very, very good. This you, is a purely you dramatic that to me role. Before. Yeah, there was yeah, zero you comedy that to me before that you were like super impressed by him. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. So that was really good. And then I'm going to say. That both Sebastian Stan and Lily James in Pam and Tommy, I was surprised. I was expecting not to like that show at all. And it was actually really good. And both of them did so well in the roles. See, I was expecting to not like that show at all, which is why I didn't watch it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, see, for me, it had yeah, me Lily James in it. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm like, okay, I want to at least see what you everybody's talking about i'll grant you that it, w- it was good though i was surprised i still have to finish it but it's still on my list like i haven't taken it off it's just need to get around to it all right um next up favorite female supporting performance in a show as we start to wind down the list here um this is another category where there were a lot of entries i'm just going to highlight some of them and uh i'll do the same for male supporting and then i'll toss it back over to you guys for i think it's only a couple of uh categories after that so let's see here um two actresses from wednesday brought up fifth and fourth place gwendolyn christie and then emma myers as enid respectively julia garner as Ruth Langmore from Ozark was in third place. Indira Varma as Tala Durith from Obi-Wan Kenobi. She was the former Imperial officer that helped him escape. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, she was awesome. Very good actress. She's awesome in everything she does. She was in Rome. She was in um, Game of Thrones. She was in Torchwood. Very good actress. And then, yeah. I don't know. I guess the more I think about this one, I guess I'm okay with it. Allison Pill as Dr. Gerardi and the Borg Queen in Star Trek Picard. You you didn't care for her performance? You you don't think yeah. she deserved that? No, I think Yeah, the more I think about it, I guess I'm okay with it. I, I, I think that the change in her character Yeah. She really had to play really two sold it for me. She, fundamentally yeah. different roles. Yeah, no, you're right. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't care for her character the whole time in the show, but right. I can appreciate 
what she did and how she did it and the changes she made. She did a very good Borg queen. And if you would have asked me before she did it, if she were capable of it, I would have had doubts. Yeah. From her performances up until then, I would have said no. Yeah. So, no, I think you're right. I think I have to walk that one back. All right. Um, favorite male supporting performance in a show. The top three. Hayden Christensen from Obi-Wan Kenobi. Ethan Hawke as Arthur Harrow from Moon Knight. And Matt Smith as Damon Targaryen from House of the Dragon. I thought he was really good. And it was a little creepy to see Doctor Who <laughs> as just yeah. a ruthless bad guy. I had a hard time coming to terms with that, but he did a really good job. He did a great job with it. I, I got to say, he to me, he's fine as a doctor. I was never a huge, huge fan of his as of, of him as as a doctor. Um, but in this, I thought he was he, he was he was good. I hated the character, which makes me respect the acting even more. Yeah, you I, were supposed I, to hate this I character. Viscerally hated the character. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah, but that was the point. So exactly. All right, Tim, you want to take favorite cameo from a show? Yeah, favorite cameo from a show. Nominees are Benedict Wong uh, as Wong in She-Hulk Attorney at Law. Charlie Cox as Daredevil in She-Hulk Attorney at Law. Uh, the entire Justice League uh, in Peacemaker. Well, almost. They couldn't get a couple of the Or almost. Okay. Uh, George Takei takes a couple of these. Um, he had a cameo in Resident Alien, uh, and he also had a cameo in Star Trek Lower Decks. William Russell um, as uh, Ian Chesterton, uh, one of the old companions coming back in Doctor Who. And Leonard Nimoy, Michelle Nicole, Gates McFadden, Renee, I don't know that last name. Aubergenoy? I'm not sure. It's French. Aubergenoy? Yeah. Uh, James Doohan and James Doohan in uh, Star Trek, the Star Trek prodigy. Uh, Coming in third was that group for Star Trek prodigy. Second, uh, very close second was Charlie Cox playing Daredevil and She-Hulk attorney at law. And first Benedict Wong. I'm a huge, huge fan uh, in She-Hulk attorney at law. Yeah, definitely. We need like a sitcom where Wong and Korg are roommates. <laughs> <laughs> we need something like that. That would be fantastic. All right. Lou, best hero. Yeah. Lou, uh, best hero or protagonist? Okay. Um, we have Dr. Alan Strauss, Steve Carroll. Uh, sorry, Carell in uh, The Patient. We have Dream, Tom Sturgis from Sandman. Uh, Kamala Khan, uh, Aman Vellani from Miss Marvel. Mark Spencer. Uh, Spectre. Oscar that was my fault. Oh, that's right. Yep. Spectre. Type sorry. Yep. Yep. Uh, in Moon Knight, Marty Bird, Jason Bateman for Ozark. Uh, Nicholas Cage himself in The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent. Ruth Langmore, Julia Garner in Ozark. And Wednesday Adams, Jenny Ortega in uh, Wednesday. In third place here, we have a very close tie between second and third. Uh, Kamala Khan, uh, Aman Vellani, and Miss Marvel. 
and Mark Spector, uh, Oscar Isaac for Moon Knight. And winning the category, uh, Wednesday Adams, Jenny Ortega uh, for Wednesday with 43 points. Yeah, I'm okay with that. Yeah, yeah, she's doing really well. Yep. That whole show. You want to do uh, Best Villain Antagonist as well? Sure. Uh, I, I keep wanting to scroll up and it's not my screen. Oh, <laughs> sorry. There you no, go. No, 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 it's good. Um, we have uh, Anna, Julia Gardner from Inventing Anna. Um, Arthur Harrow, Ethan Hawke from Moon Knight, The Board Queen, Allison Pill, Star Trek Picard, Cad Bane, The Book of Boba Fett, um, Chief Slowick, uh, Ralph Fiennes from The Menu, sorry, Chef, um, uh, Damon Targaryen, Matt Smith from House of the Dragon, uh, Dolores Aberdathy, Evan Rachel Wood, Westworld, Lord Hansen, uh, Chris Evans, and The Gray Man, uh, Miles Braun, Edward Norton, Last Onion, uh, Vecna, uh, James Campbell Bauer, and uh, Stranger Things. And Wanda Maximoff saw Scarlet Witch, Doctor Strange, and Multiverse of Madness. In third place, we have Vecna from Stranger uh, um, Things with 19 points. We have the Borg Queen, Allison Pill, Star Trek Picard, 25 points. And winning the category was Wanda Maximoff, Scarlet Witch from Doctor Strange, and Multiverse of Madness. Hmm. By far. Yeah. Yeah. By quite a bit. All right, that's it for the actual uh, specific votes and, and nominees and all that. We did have uh, a section for the best moment, best surprise, biggest disappointment, etc. And uh, I'm just going to read these. You guys actually don't have the show notes for this because this is in the uh, the web form here. Um, some of our best moments, and again, these weren't voted on. We just told people just list them and we'll just rattle them off on the air here from 2022, the lightsaber battle between Obi-Wan and Darth Vader, Luthen's what have I sacrificed speech from Andor. Oh my gosh. That was great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's true. The whole premise of severance, <laughs> young Leia's performance in Kenobi. Uh, One Way Out, Hanoi Loy from Andor. The uh, the s'more ending of the menu. Mm-hmm. Mia Goth's performance in both X and Pearl. The final moments of Alice in Borderland. I just started that this past week. And it's really good. Really good. Like Squid, Lame, uh, squid Games level or better. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm hooked. Hmm. Saul's courtroom confession in Better Call Saul finale. Obi-Wan levitating and throwing boulders at... Okay, so the the Vader battle got a few votes here. Um, And or getting away with the money. Boba Fett riding a rancor into battle in the Book of Boba Fett. The final moments of Severance. The final moments of Ozark. The transformation of Jodie Whittaker's Doctor. Uh, we won't get into spoilers there. The final reveal of the antagonist in Nope. Wanda versus the Illuminati in Doctor Strange. Glass Onion's opening montage of the box opening. Uh, Daredevil's appearance in She-Hulk. The prison escape in Andor. The dance scene in Wednesday. I don't understand why everybody gets so worked. Um, and saying goodbye to <laughs> Q in Star Trek Picard. Best surprises. Hey, can, can, can I ask? Yeah. Can I ask before we uh, before we go, um, Eric? In in that whole list, and 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 Lou, spoiler, you're going to get asked the same question. Uh, what's your absolute favorite in that whole list? 
My favorite best moment. Part of me wants to say the transformation of the doctor, but I did have it spoiled for me. Um, I can't say Wanda versus the Illuminati because it did not end well for Haley Atwell. And I'm, I'm not a fan of, that. <laughs> um, nor for John Krasinski. Also not a fan of that. I, I don't know. Lou, do you know your answer? Um, I got nerd into a couple in here, I think really, but, um, I mean, I mean, I really liked the whole daredevil appearance in she Hulk. I thought that was fun. Um, but I, I think overall I'd have to say, um, Oh, God, I, don't know. I mean, it's hard. Severance and Ozark, the final yeah. moments, but both those two were were excellent. Yeah. Um, I mean, of the two, it was the final ending of Ozark, where Severance mm-hmm. is coming back. So, which I part, think weighs a little bit heavier. Right? Yeah, yeah. I, I agree with you on that. Part of me wants to say the final moment of uh, Ozark. But but I mean Severance ended really well. It was like it did. I know it's coming back, but it was like, it was a great it ending was to that season. Powerful and it really makes you want to to watch the mm-hmm. second season. And the lightsaber battle with Obi Wan and Vader, I, I try to stay away from saying like Star Wars stuff is the best because it's like, oh you Star Wars fanboy and all that. But it was actually good. It was. It yeah. Was. So yeah, it was Tim, it was really well shot. It was well choreographed. Yeah, it was I, really I well liked choreographed. It. But what, what's your pick? my top my top in this, um, I, I, I think, and it, it's it's close with a couple of others, but I think it's the Wanda versus the Illuminati. Um, yeah, it, it it just it emphasized Wanda as a threat, and also um, not all of the deaths uh, or means of killing were were spe- were particularly unique, but a lot of them were so specific to the characters that she was against um you know i mean to turning uh mr fantastic into you know spaghetti um black bolt was just epic uh you know that she closes his mouth and you know his head explodes i mean it's you know like really really good and you just did not expect um Haley atwell to to get cut in half i mean it was spoilers by the way everybody (laughs) (laughs) i mean i Suppose everyone's probably seen it by now. Yeah, uh, if they still have nightmares so, about. Yeah, just just the the way that she killed many of them was just so incredibly personal. Um, and it was like moment to moment, especially the first time watching that movie, it was like shocking. Like after you know, like the Mister Fantastic thing was you know he was the first and it was like okay, I, I mean all right, that's that makes sense. But then Black Bolt, you're like, oh my god she's a terrorist and you know it's like yeah it was i was impressed thoroughly i i think what seeing the illuminati might have been the best moment for me but the fight i think for me there were plot holes in in some of we've talked about it on the on the shows before but i liked it but i i kind of feel like uh, she shouldn't have been able to defeat professor x that easily reed richards smartest man in the world kind of feel like there's some things he should have seen coming or at least should have approached differently. Like I wouldn't have trusted her like that. I I have a hard time believing he would have, I don't know, Uh, but it was a good scene and everything you just described. Absolutely. Like the way she did it, very creative and clever. 
So vicious. Yeah. Very good. All right. Uh, best surprise. Um, and I think a lot of people kind of blended some of the answers between this and the last one. Um, a few people responded with peacemaker. Just saying. <laughs> uh, Wednesday. Violent Night, which I still have not seen. I've got it on my list, and I normally would I not watch a either. Christmas movie outside of Christmas, but I might this time. Um, Let's see. Yeah, Doctor Who again, Miss Marvel, The Terminalist, mm. Devotion, not familiar with that one, uh, The Boat Fight and Ending of White Lotus, and uh, Andor. So good list there. Guys, uh, what are your picks for the best surprise of 2022? I'd have to say Wednesday. Yeah. Same. I mean, it seems easy to say because it was the end of the season, but yeah, the end of the year. But I mean, that was a, I I had no idea I was going to like that as much as I did. Yeah. I, I, I expected it to be, you know, kind of a reflection on the originals little you know over the top cheesy campy kind of stuff but that it would still be very um you know reminiscent and familiar for me and they completely turned it upside down and did this incredible thing with it yeah i would say that the difference between what my expectations were for wednesday and what the results were were big but i have to say that my expectations for peacemaker were way 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 lower so for me, Peacemaker, I, it's not a better show than Wednesday was, but it was a bigger surprise. It's fair. I really thought I was going to hate it. All right. Biggest disappointment or worst surprise? Um, various different MCU delays. The Book of Boba Fett. Thor Love and Thunder. Werewolf by Night. The Batman, Willow, Rings of Power, a plethora mm-hmm. of shows being canceled, mm. His Dark Materials, I can't think of any. Apparently somebody was really both surprised and disappointed that they couldn't think of any. <laughs> uh, 1899 being canceled, and how bad the seasons of Picard and the Orville were. Wow. That that one I'm that pretty sure was Eric. Eric. That was me. Yeah. Proudly wearing that one. Yes, I added that one. Uh Werewolf by Night doesn't belong on this list. Thor Love and Thunder was absolutely the biggest disappoint- disappointment ever. And even though I actually watched that whole thing and not all of the Batman, Thor Love and Thunder was still a bigger disappointment. Uh one, I endured the whole damn thing because I saw it in the theater. Um, and at the end, my wife and I both looked at each other and were like, yeah, we're not watching that again. (laughs) Yeah. Never thought that I would ever say that in a Marvel movie. Um, just, oh, yeah. I think that if you're looking at the comparison between expectations and results, I would agree with you on a world by night. I I never thought I was going to like that one. And I was right. Um, but Thor Love and Thunder, I was convinced. I mean, Taika Waititi coming off of Thor yep. Ragnarok. I'm like, yeah, this is a, mm-hmm, this mm-hmm. is a given. This is a shoe in yeah. 
And it was so bad. Uh, and I'm going to say as well that I did not, again, I did not like this season of Picard and I was surprised where they went with it and how disappointed I was in it. The Orville, I can't say again that there was a big gap between disappointment, uh, my expectations and the results, but the book of Boba Fett, I liked it. A lot of people didn't. I was expecting it to be better. So I was a little disappointed in that one, but I think love and thunder was definitely the biggest disappointment and the worst surprise. What about you, Lou? Um, yeah, I'd say love and thunder. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't kind of copy any there, but yeah, that was, I mean, <laughs> You're not, it's not I, just the su- three of us. <laughs> no, it, it didn't really surprise because I mean, I, it didn't look all that great to begin with. I mean, I, I know it was supposed to be good, but it didn't like go, Oh yeah, I want to really see this. It was like, okay, it's coming out. I'll see it. Yeah. And then when I saw it, it was like, wow, <laughs> not yeah. in a good way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, that's it. That's our list. Told you it was going to be long, about an hour and 20 minutes, but uh, that is what. You've gone longer. Oh, I've gone longer. I could have gone longer talking about uh, Werewolf by Night, but you guys won't let me. Those are the picks. It's it's unjust. It's okay. Whatever. 2022. Those are. Uh, those are our picks and uh, many of your picks. So thank you to everybody who contributed and who voted and uh, help us curate this list here. I think it was a lot of fun and uh, I think maybe we should start doing this kind of engagement with the audience more often. So I like it. Yes. So moving ahead into 2023, we have a lot of cool stuff slated and at some point we are going to have to do a little bit of a preview episode to talk about what's coming out this year and and what our general thoughts on it are but Mm -hmm. uh, that's going to do it for this episode of random chatter be sure to head over to our discord server go to randomchatter.com slash discord and uh, you can get an invite link to our server from there and check out all of the different podcasts on the random chatter network that is going to do it for this episode of Random Chatter. Thank you for sticking with us through 2022, and we look forward to spending time with you in 2023. Until next week, take care.